When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Belichick's lost a, lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Square. Live from Louisville, Kentucky, and Yaz Island, Abu Dhabi. That's right. It is Annex Squared. It is Wednesday, October 19, 2022. Haven't been this glad to see your face in a while. Um, dude, how are you? 24 hours of travel. You just got there for the UFC 280. Talk to me, brother. Whose idea was this? I know this was not our producer Zach Phillips' idea to tape this show late on Wednesday. So it is 9.35 p.m. here in Abu Dhabi. I landed about an hour ago. Haven't showered. I'm a little bit ill-prepared to give you my five NFL picks, but this was the window we found. Excited to be here, obviously, for UFC 280. Already ran into several fighters downstairs, and uh, I had my first fighter meeting in about 12 hours. So no rest for the weary. I love it. Well, better to be lucky than good. And as you can see, I'm in a hotel room in Louisville, Kentucky for my real job. So anyway, I know your focus is going to shift to mixed martial arts soon, but we're going to dabble with little pigskin before we get into that. Um, nice for me to be able to see your face right when you land in Abu Dhabi, because that's not always the case. So I'm going to enjoy this time right now for me. So anyway, for those of you who haven't seen Annex Squared yet, or, or maybe haven't caught us every week, each week we pick five NFL games against the spread and we go against each other. Now, one thing I find interesting, sometimes I don't want to pick five, but you got to pick five, right? There might be three you love, but you always got to pick five. Our ultimate goal being to submit our five picks for the Circa Four Pro Football Contest, which we're doing pretty well in. So anyway, week six nah. is behind us. I know. Nah. I, I mean, 17, 11, and 1. I know we're going to get to it No, later, no, no, 17, right? 12, it, and 1. 17, 12, and 1, excuse me. Right, so, you know, you're five games over. Essentially, you're averaging a 3 and 2 every week. It's just not good enough, you know? I mean, I think we hit at 58% in the contest last year, if I'm not mistaken, didn't cash. Like, it's just not going to cut it, man. Just absolutely not going to cut it. But I'm not trying to... Um, to get the show out of order, but frustrated, obviously, with the Chargers. Once they were down 10-0, I knew that game was over. Yeah, I, I hear you. So interestingly enough, so our so we'll talk about our head-to-head picks. So through five weeks, John was 14-11. I was 11-13-1, so a two-and-a-half game lead. Um, interestingly enough, this week, we so so last week, I say this week, but the, the our picks from last Tuesday for week six, a lot of that did translate a little bit to the weekend and ultimately what we selected with our contest. So us discussing our picks might go a little bit hand in hand with that. So both of us went two and three head to head this week. I'm going to talk through mine real quick. My three losses, Browns minus three versus the Patriots, just, or just dumb at the Patriots. I, you know, I, I was wondering why this made it into the contest. And I, because so this was, was submitted as one of our five. And I think it's really because we were both on the same side and we've had pretty good success when we're both on the same side, but gun to our heads. We liked the Patriots that morning. Uh, we certainly weren't placing any wagers on the Brown. So ultimately I just didn't like that selection, but it is what it is um, for myself. So my next selection, 49ers minus five and a half. They were super banged up on defense last week. I, all these superlatives, all oh, 49ers, the best defense in the NFL. They're my Super Bowl pick. Well, they lose outright as a five. They were five and a half point fa- 
favorites when I placed it. It closed at four. They lose by two touchdowns. Jimmy G, to your point, is just inconsistent. He does a lot of good things, even great, and then just a lot of bad things. So for me, not on the right side there. My final loss, Cowboys plus four and a half at Philadelphia. Certainly felt better. They were down 20 to nothing. Cut it to 2017. So I like that a little bit. I hate to say this, but bro, I liked Philly come Sunday. And there are certain voices out there in the NFL community that I pay attention to. And ultimately, Cooper Rush, three picks. They need Dak back. But the Cowboys, you know, they'll take it four and two. So either way, those are my three losses. My two wins, Jets plus seven and a half at Green Bay. Giants plus five hosting the Ravens. Both win outright for Bostonian. These New York teams are getting hard not to play on. Um, not really enjoying seeing it. Anyway, two and three for me. Eh. Before you get to your five, I'll quickly say the two games that we were both on, you were on the Browns minus three as well. That was a loss for you. You were on the Jets plus seven and a half with me, which is a win. So for us, both of those made it into the Circa contest. So when we are on the same side on Annex Squared and we parlay that and put it in the contest, five, one, and one. So not bad. Anyway, what were your other two selections? So those were one win, one loss. Jaguars plus two and a half. That was a tough loss for you. Yeah, but again, as I've said to this audience over the first five or six weeks, I am conditioned to those losses. I am expectant of those losses. So <laughs> even though I kind of felt like I had the quote-unquote right side with Jacksonville and they were in control of most of the game, uh, too close for comfort, and obviously you're getting two and a half, not enough. Browns yeah. minus three, probably my worst selection of the year. And I would think for you, this might be a good time to like eat some crow to this audience in terms of some of your Bill Belichick venom because at least through six games – he has turned in one of his better coaching performances. This was a man who got a rookie quarterback-led team to the playoffs last year, and now he's winning games with Bailey Zappi, and decisively, right, going to his former home in Cleveland where he started as a head coach and wins 38-15 to as a road underdog, you know? So at some point, I think you're going to have to give Belichick his flowers and at least acknowledge publicly that you were way wrong in terms of any senile behavior or any fastball that he's lost. You want me to do that now? Because I was ready to do it. Doesn't it doesn't take long. No, I'm, take I'm long. just, I'm done. I'm done disrespecting them. But I will say, you know, Bailey's happy. You know, they go in, they beat Jacoby Brissett and the Browns and the Lions. Those are his two wins. Lions, Browns, nothing necessarily right home about. And ultimately for me, I'm done disrespecting the Patriots. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying the defense. But, but to me, whether it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, this team is at best an above average NFL team. Nine and eight to me is the ceiling. And I said a long time ago as a Patriots fan, the regular seasons, you become so accustomed to them winning and, you know, winning very handily certain weeks in the regular season, watching the Patriots over the last 20 years, wasn't that interesting. A lot of blowouts. And I, I said, I, I look forward to the time where I can be sort of a regular NFL fan, no disrespect, but to be able to watch a team play that is kind of yeah. mediocre and get excited at, at some of these wins rather than just sort of expecting them. So anyway, no more disrespect. No, I think it's a great Bell. point. I think for a lot of Patriots fans, a lot of these regular season situations weren't all that competitive when they were realizing six Super Bowl championships. So we sit down to watch them play the Detroit Lions or the Cleveland Browns as a three-point spread instead of 13, uh, and they're still able to blow out those teams. So you're right. I do think it adds some exciting. Wrapping up my five, Bills minus two and a half. Again, a game that could have gone either way, but we're certainly happy to get that one home. And then Chargers minus five. What am I missing was my thesis statement on the game. And I still think if you look at the box score and you look at Russell Wilson, right, it doesn't add up. I'll be fading the Broncos again coming up this weekend, but once the Chargers lay in five or four and a half, 
dug themselves that 10 nil hole, you know, I was ripping up my ticket. So yep. two and three, we lick our wounds. We're still beating you. And thankfully three and two in the contest. So not all was lost. We know in the chargers, I mean, you know, 19 points ain't going to cover four and a half. It's just not going to do it. Yeah. You know, 19, yeah. You know, it's got to score touchdowns. So anyway, three, two and three for both of us head to head. Um, Let's move right into our picks, our picks that matter for the pro football contest. So we went three and two on those picks. And I alluded to the fact earlier that some of the Tuesday picks did translate over. We did. I'm going to go over the two losses first. So we played the Browns in the contest minus two and a half. And I just don't fucking know why, man. Like we're having well, conversation you on Sunday. I said, hey, man, like I can't find a fifth game. Or I texted you early Sunday. I said, hey, man, sorry that I put the Browns in. I couldn't <laughs> find a fifth game, you know? No, and I know. Again, I do and- think a lot of handicappers out there, you know, they use propositions as a crutch, right? We don't have that luxury. We don't, we're not picking totals. We're not picking mm-hmm. touchdown scores. No matter how many buys there are, we have to pick five games against the spread every week, and we're doing it before the injury report comes out. It is what it is. Yep. And I did say last week that it wasn't an emotional hedge. Um, and I'm fascinated by, and it wasn't, but maybe it was a little bit, but I'm fascinated by the Bears Patriots game Monday night, Bear Patriots minus eight. And I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you can be sure I'm not touching that game. You know, you can be sure if I touch the Patriots, the Bears will win the damn game. Anyway, so three and two in the contest. Browns minus two and a half was one of the losses. And then Chargers minus four and a half, which. Was in you had Chargers minus five, as you said in our picks, and then we went with them minus four and a half. And I really liked them as well. You really sold me on this. Um, you know, they had possession time about 39 minutes, so they had the ball most of the time. Um, I do think the Chargers are on the verge, though. They still won the football game. You know, I've had a lot of situations this year where teams win the football game and they just don't cover. Um, anyway, so those were our two losses. Really thrilled we put the or so three wins, Jets, Giants, Bills. Jets plus seven, Giants, Jets plus seven at Packers, win the game. Giants plus five and a half, home to Ravens, win the game. And then the Bills minus two and a half. And I want to talk about the Bills-Chiefs game a little bit because you've been so bullish on the Bills, as has most of America. But you've been very specific about your spots when you play them. And I like the Chiefs in this spot. I know the game could go either way. But the Bills were the best team, were the better team in Kansas City, both last year in the playoff game they lose and this year. You know, they're they they the Chiefs are so impressive. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play, but uh if I have to pick him or Josh Allen, I'm picking Josh Allen. There's something about that Bills team. And I'm in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati. The guys we're here with, he's a Bills fan. Big Bills fan. And it's unbelievable how cautious he is about cautiously optimistic. This guy's waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, all day long, waiting for Josh Allen to get banged up, running all over the place. So anyway, great stuff on the Bills. So three and two, Jets plus seven, Giants plus five and a half, Bills minus two and a half. Any of those wins you want to touch on? Well, I thought you had a really good feel with the New York Giants, so I credit you for being bullish on that selection and the fact that ultimately it made it into the five. You know, I'm going to continue to ride the Jets and the Giants until... I start to see some regression because more often than not, those outfits are still going to be getting points. As far as the Bills and the Chiefs are concerned, I think it's a very interesting question. If you were to pull the MMA, excuse me, the MMA masses, if you were (laughs) to pull the NFL masses right now and say, hey, starting a franchise today for the next five years, would you rather Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? I really don't know how split that would be. It's not split here on Annex Squared. I think we would both take Josh Allen. I think he's the front runner for NFL MVP. And when I'm laying less than a field goal, I don't care if Arrowhead is the best home field advantage in the NFL. I'm laying less than two and a half with the Buffalo Bills every day of the week. So, uh, you know, Chargers was my favorite game. I thought Herbert would put up a 30 rail. Wasn't able yeah. to do it. 
So um, we lick our wounds and we move on. But ultimately, in this contest, it is just such a mind fuck. <laughs> it really is. Because there was a time on Sunday where, you know, you're sort of thinking, we might be 19-11-1 come Monday right. morning. And instead, uh, it goes the other way. But it is what it is. And uh, I said last week we needed a 4-1. and one. This is not hyperbole. At this point, I think without a 4-1, and one, we're probably not going to cash. So uh, we'll see if we can hit on 80% coming up here in week seven. Yeah, clearly you're jet lagged, or not yet, but 1911 and one that would that would be 31. So it would have been nine. You know, the best we could have done would be, would have been 1910 and one. But we knew the Browns were going to lose, and so we were 1711 and one going into Monday night with the Chargers, and I really liked them. You know, and 1811 and one seven games over 500 is a big difference in five games. These every game is a two game swing. It's just big. Anyway, so as I said, we're 1712 and one in the pro football contest was. And so our records against each other, whatever it is, 16, 14 for you, ultimately that is what it is. We are, when it comes to weekend, we are putting a better five out there than, than we're doing head to head. And that's really what matters for us. So anyway, yeah. So we're going to move on into our picks for the circa million four pro football contest. Just to remind everyone, we pick five games against the spread. You get one point for each correct selection, half a point for each push. So week seven head-to-head selections against each other. Let's get into these now. So I just want to quickly tell you, because we talk a lot about the buys. So the so the week seven buys this week, Buffalo, LA Rams, Minnesota, Philadelphia. These four teams that have a buy this week, all one big last week, all covered. You know what I mean? And we're sitting here emphasizing this, right? You throw those four teams and even get three of four. Yeah. And I would also point out the San Francisco 49ers stayed in West Virginia and did back-to-back games on the road, and that did not bear fruit with the desired result on Sunday. So now they go home after being away from their families for two weeks, and they're home to Kansas City, and they're having to sort of reacclimate. And I'm not necessarily faulting that decision. I generally believe if you got two games on the West Coast, stay out there, bang them out. But I think it's a tough spot for San Francisco now coming home, granted, Kansas City had a big game, a physical game last week, but I think it's a tough spot for San Francisco coming home after two weeks on the road. You know, with your broadcasting schedule, you always would prefer to shoot it back home and keep in your regular schedule, regardless of if there was a little bit more travel. You know, um, it really depends. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Obviously, I have three kids that I would try to get home to, but in terms of preserving the physical, I mean, there's yeah. no doubt that crossing time zones is not ideal. And it's minimized in the United States of America as to what it actually does to your body. You know, I'm doing OK right now sitting here in Abu Dhabi, but it's going to be very difficult for me to get on this time zone in time for the pay-per-view on Saturday night. It kind of is what it is. I'm not an athlete, but not ideal. Yeah. Well, good thing to what you sound great. You look a little blurry, but that's probably good because you probably wouldn't look terrific if you were nice and crispy clean on camera, would you? That's a little better. Anyway. All right. So moving into week seven. So, so that's pretty interesting with those four, with those four teams all winning, all covering week six. So the week eight buys, not this week, but the week after Kansas City and the LA Chargers are in that same spot this week. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how we roll. Let's get into the five. You want to start us off this week? Yeah, I'll take the New York Giants getting three at Jacksonville. I did buy this up to three and a half. And again, it's just riding the Brian Dayball train. We obviously felt he was long overdue to get a head coaching job, as is Leslie Frazier, and you're seeing that with Buffalo's defense every week. But 
this is a unified bunch, and they're catching points against a very inconsistent Doug Peterson-led Jaguars outfit. So I'll take the three points. I don't necessarily think the Giants are going to win this game to go to 6-1. and one. I think it's a little bit of a difficult scheduling <laughs> spot for them, but I think they are the better team right now, and that's not something you would have heard on Annex Square because I still think the public narrative in the NFL is that the Giants are overachieving, playing over their heads, not particularly great 1-45 through 45 on game day, but I like them plus 3 at Jacksonville, and that's going to crack my 5 here for Week 7. You know, and us Bostonians have talked a lot about the Giants and the Jets together, and I thought you made a very good point this week. Even though I like Robert Sala very much for the Jets, but you talked about the Giants really coaching, sort of driving their success, whereas the Jets really some of those players and some of the roster talent, I think, maybe rising a little bit as well as sort of just well-run organizations. Like these dudes, organizations are becoming well-run, which uh, is a good thing for these New York big market teams. Anyway. My first selection, and I will say your first selection, Giants plus three. I liked the Giants, but I'm going the other way. That's going to be an opposite pick. Shout out Scott Wetzel back in the day with the opposite picks. I love it, but I'm I'm going up. I'm just picking the Jaguars. I just I think they're going to win at home, and and also they really to me outplayed Indianapolis. Uh, you know what I mean? I I I I felt like they were the better team last week, and so I just I don't know. I'll be on Jacksonville that game. My first selection, Ravens minus six and a half versus the hapless Browns. So Ravens are three and three tough loss at the giants last week. They need this one bad four nights later, Thursday night, they're going at Tampa Bay. Like you, you gotta get this one at home against the Browns three and three. Um, to me, the Browns need, I said earlier, they need Deshaun Watson. I just, you know, Jacoby Brissett is just limited. It's a completion percentage, about 60%. He's just not the guy. And no matter how good that running attack is, when it's not, when the threat of Jacoby Brissett isn't really there, I just think it's a little bit easier to defend against. The Ravens have definitely fixed some things defensively. I think it's a big spot. I think they need to win this game handily. I think they will. Uh, so my first pick, Ravens minus six and a half. So a lot of my selections are a little bit reactionary. As I mentioned, I'm a little bit underprepared, obviously focusing on the UFC pay-per-view and all the travel that comes with this Abu Dhabi event. But I'm just surprised that the Green Bay Packers continue, or maybe I shouldn't be surprised because that's going to be a respected outfit. But laying five on the road at Washington, give me the Commanders plus five. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Commanders, but they are getting healthier. I do like a lot of their weaponry, even though it hasn't necessarily translated, but Green Bay going to go in there. They're just hoping to win a game. You know I love Matt LaFleur more than the average man, but I'll take the five points with the Commanders every day of the week. Green Bay in a prove-it-to-me spot here in the nation's capital. I like Washington plus five home to the pack in week seven. Speaking of two-game swings, my next selection, Packers, minus five, at Commanders, going against you. I love going against you. So Aaron Rodgers, Taylor Heineke, it's the matchup here, right? I know they don't play against each other, but I do think the Commanders will rally around this guy. They played, you know, Terry McLaurin has a good relationship with this guy. And I just think Carson, I'm, I think they're going to be very excited to rally for Taylor Heineke. But to me... You know, the Packers have had a pretty tough schedule. They beat the Patriots in overtime, but the Patriots have proven to be a pretty tough team, certainly a tough defense to play against if you're Aaron Rodgers. You go lose at London, you know, and kind of an interesting football game, and, th and then you play the, the Jets at home, who are a pretty good outfit. So to me, they're just playing against these solid teams. And once again, so next week, the Packers at the Bills Sunday night. It ain't getting any easier. You got to take care of your business here, and to me, I'm still fading the commanders. I I like the green I like the Green Bay roster. And even though there's a lot of bullshit going on in the clubhouse, going against you, give me the Packers minus five. 
All right, next for me, Jets plus one at Denver. Now, there are some restrictions as I broadcast here live from Abu Dhabi, so I can't log in to certain sports books when I am here, right? Thankfully, the local guy that you and I play with in Florida, I can still get his lines, but I We'll give you plus one. It's a pick em now. Well, is it really? Because we'll I played the one. Jets plus three before I went wheels up to Abu Dhabi, and now it's one. So Russell Wilson, I don't know if he's going to play. Go ahead. I don't care. I don't care. I, don't. I hope he does. Uh, Jets <laughs> to get a road win. Again, I'm gonna. I'm not overthinking it. I'm going to continue to ride the momentum. I like the talent on both sides of the ball, and Denver can't get out of its own way. Did you see the you. dissension on the sidelines with Jerry Judy and Malcolm Gordon talking late in the game? Like, absolutely yep, fading the ever-living daylights out of the Denver Broncos. I know the Jets are on the road trying to make it back-to-back wins. I would imagine they went home after the win over the Packers. Give me the New York football Jets plus one at mile high. And it's funny, you talk about the Broncos, and they just fucking burned us Monday night, just like that. I'm pretty chalky this week. My second selection, Bengals minus six versus the Falcons. Now, I've been enjoying watching the Falcons play football this season. But, you know, Bengals, defending champs, excuse me, defending AFC champs, back at 500. I did pick the Bengals to miss the playoffs. Um, I just love them in this spot. I like what I've seen from Mariota. They're playing well. You know, big win over San Francisco coming in. But to me, I landed in Cincinnati yesterday, okay, in northern Kentucky. I'm in, you know, I'm supposed to leave Friday. Maybe I'll stay for the football game on Sunday. But to me, minus six, I, I just like the Bengals in this spot. To me, this is one of those spots where I think the Falcons a little bit overvalued. I know I said the same thing when I took Tampa against them, but give me the Bengals minus six. Bengals and Ravens both need wins here. Those are my first. For, excuse me. That's bank, both my UFC, my NAFC North selections, both favorites. Give me them. Bengals minus six versus Falcons, my third pick. All right, fourth pick for me, the Chiefs minus three at the 49ers. I mentioned San Francisco coming home to the home cooking, to the children, to the families, and now trying to take on one of the better offensive outfits in the NFL. Now, much has been made of Tyreek Hill's absence, and I do believe that that is a fair storyline when it comes to the Chiefs offense. They're just not as explosive. I do think, though, as they get healthier, you saw Juju Smith-Schuster start to break out. I think he will increasingly have better chemistry with Patrick Mahomes. I don't have to tell anybody in this audience about Travis Kelsey. You mentioned Kansas City going into the bye week. I think they're going to try to do it in a big way. And, uh, you know, I like both of these teams. I really do. Um, And I do think Kyle Shanahan is going to have San Francisco in a better place five, six weeks from now than he has them in right now. But you tell me to not fear just laying a short three, even on the road, Kansas City minus three at San Francisco. Yeah, my fourth selection, I'm right there with you. Chiefs minus three at 49ers. So that'll most certainly be in the five. It'll be interesting to see what that line is from Circa come come Thursday, Friday, whenever they come out. So 49ers still not healthy. Um, You know, Bosa might play. And if he does, that might take me off of the Chiefs. They are so different when he plays. And when the 49ers are healthy, they are a a force to be reckoned with. And and I would not be playing us, but I just don't think they're healthy. And Jimmy G to me, some of the points that you've been making, the more I watch him play, the more those points resonate with me. It's just not consistent enough. It just isn't. And he didn't have enough time with the Patriots to really measure. He was super consistent with the Patriots, you know, and it was a short whip, but he just didn't make somebody. And you know what? He's a slinger. He gets after it. He doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, doesn't yeah. give a fuck about Trey Lance. Doesn't give a fuck if you take a picture of him with a with a point, porn star and he's going to sling it. But so to me, anyway, Kansas City lost to the best team in football last weekend to me, the Bills getting a short number on the road. Um, and I think Kansas City needs it. They're going into the bye week eight. You don't want to lose two straight going in the bye. So Kansas City is my fourth selection. 
All right, fifth uh, and final selection for me will be the Dallas Cowboys, minus seven at the Detroit Lions. Excuse me, home to the Detroit Lions. Now, the Lions are coming off of the bye, which to me is neither here nor there. I mean, they bottomed out in New England, losing 29 nothing before the bye week. Dak Prescott is coming back for the Dallas Cowboys. And to me, if a limited New England outfit can shut out this Detroit Lions team. Like, what is that Cowboys defense going to be able to get done? And what is that Cowboys offense going to be able to get done against that porous Detroit defense? So, you know, I see it as a, as a 10 or 14 point game. I don't see it as a one score game. You know, I don't like big favorites, but I like this one big in week seven. Cowboys to roll the Lions at home, lay in seven. Dak might play. I don't think there's much. Does that impact you one way or another? No, I think he's going to play though. Yeah, I think he. I I don't that I don't know. Cooper Rush. I'm I'm seeing the liabilities. You just see with these backups, the more time that they play, it just they become just vulnerable. My fifth selection, and I bounced around a little bit because I wanted to get right on top of the games where we were going opposite or on the same side. But Titans minus two and a half home versus the Colts. I'll probably get burned here. Both these teams three and two. Titans won at Indy week four. I was on them there. To me, the Colts, you know, they have back-to-back wins. Just a couple lucky back-to-back wins, if you ask me. Like I said earlier, I think Jacksonville is a better team. That's a grueling come-from-behind win for the Colts. They feel like they're just saving themselves every week. You know, meanwhile, Derrick Henry's sitting home resting his legs. I, you know, to me, tennis, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little surprised that this isn't three and a half or four. I like Tennessee, minus two and a half. Not trying to overthink it there. That's my final selection for week seven. Yeah, Mike Vrabel has been very good in his coaching career against the Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee has actually won four straight at Indy. This game is Hmm. in Nashville. And despite the fact that Matt Ryan on paper, I think, is like second in the NFL in terms of total passing yards, not passing any eye test for me. And I know they have weaponry, and I know maybe Jonathan Taylor gets back this weekend. But forced to choose, I would be on the Tennessee side with you, uh, especially with it as it stands right now, minus two and a half. So before we get out of here, just just to touch on that Monday night, Patriots minus eight hosting the Bears. I, I'm just want a little take from you and off the cuff. What do you you going to lay the points? You're going to lay off the game? Or are you taking the Justin points? Fields has some physical gifts, and sometimes I'll see a throw here or there, and I think, oh well, that's the reason why he was drafted so highly, right? But man, he doesn't seem to even like when I look at Bailey Zappi, like going through his progressions, like even when Justin Fields has time, it seems like he's missing guys like that are wide open and throwing to guys that are covered. So now coming into Gillette Stadium, we know Belichick historically has fared very well against young quarterbacks. I just don't see how Chicago's going to be able to keep up, but obviously uh, yeah, and that five, so. And that's why I asked, you know, especially when you get the, the Patriots defense, man, like they're when Tommy Curran, fifth time mentioning him on seven episodes of, of NBC Sports Boston, talked about how fast the Patriots defense were in the preseason. I was like, is this guy joking? Like, really? But but he's right. They're fine. Kyle Duggar, yeah. man, he can really play. So anyway, looking forward to watching our football team play Monday night. Good luck to everything you got going on. Quickly, just to let you know, some great content on the hammer.bet, hammer.bet. As we've said before, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night, these primetime games on the hammer.bet, they got pregame shows 20 minutes before it. Thursday, Andrew Walker, Joey Kanish. Sunday, Rob Pizzola, Fabian Summer. And Monday, Pizzola again and Eric Eager. So check those shows out on the hammer.bet. Good luck with everything you're dealing with. Can't wait to see you back in South Florida for the man, Zach Phillips, running this show. We appreciate everyone watching. For John Anik, I'm Jason Anik. Thanks for being with us. Later. See you.